0: Good evening and welcome to Mount Zion, MZBC, the podcast, episode number
1: two. Two. We're Two.
0: back. We're back, and hopefully this time the camera's not focusing in and out like it was last time we worked on that. Uh, hopefully Mike sounds better this time. For whatever reason, the microphone liked me better last time. I don't know why.
1: because um, <laughs> you were looking at the first video. It's like, man, you're doing a lot of talking. Because on Wednesdays up there, you do all the
0: talking. <laughs> I don't get a chance. To see, the podcast is where we come and we uh, share our, our griefs. Like, what is that? Uh, we, we just... Just yeah.
1: relax a little bit. More yeah,
0: absolutely, just, absolutely.
1: I'm still called to talk about the word, just okay. how it affects life. When we're doing <laughs> life just like you guys. It's like, man, they got it together. So far from it. Far. From <laughs> that,
0: it. honestly, that was one of my biggest things last year. Whenever uh, we had the transition and being a past from going from Chris to me, from going from associate to lead pastor, that was my thing. I was like, dude. I don't have it all together.
1: Every now and then. I
0: don't have it all together. And I don't think I thought that Pastor Chris had it all together either, but it wasn't me. I wouldn't have to be out in the front. And so it's different when you're out there. I
1: tried to move this a little closer to me because I know I don't talk as loud as I
0: I would rather them hear you better anyways instead of (laughs) me. I'm just here as the host. And so... That's awesome. But
1: thank you guys for being here. We
0: appreciate it. Uh, there was a lot of good feedback last week. Uh, you guys listened and watched, and we appreciate that. So if you have any comments or things we can do better, please let us know, except replacing the talent. We're not, you're not replacing us. We, we're, we are the talent.
1: If you, if you know of any talent, just let us know. We'll get it, we'll
0: get it on here. <laughs> if for you time. want to make a guest appearance on the podcast, we're open for that. So come on out. Yeah. Um, we'll, we're going to try to do these on Wednesday evenings. And so... Um, We'll start our discussion from where we stopped earlier, right? Mm-hmm. We'll try to do that. But first, before we just jump right in, I mean, so my day was actually kind of good. Yeah. When I asked you how your day was going, I was expecting yeah, you, you to say, you I was expecting you to say, everything was good, man, like we did this and did that. Uh, now today was a good day. We, uh, you know, office most of the day, but I was able to knock out Wednesday's uh, Bible study, get it all finalized and finished. We were able to uh, get our Father's Day gifts all ready to go that we're doing for the church. Um, I was able to get Sunday sermon about halfway done. It's on Wednesday, so that's a good thing. Um, several things have been happening around the church that God has allowed us to do, so it's cool. And then I walk up and I say, Michael, how was your Wednesday? And you say, <laughs> your exact words was, it was a struggle.
1: It struggled. a It's been a long two days. Yeah. A long two days. And, uh I wonder. Sometimes I was like, "Man, what does Russell do?" Because then, <laughs> if you've never ventured into or been called into uh, teaching or pastoring or anything to do with the Bible and then present it to a group of people, of course, anything of that nature, it's a lot of reading mm-hmm. and it's a lot of writing and it's a lot of research. And then basically you can just you take it and you just apply it to life. And I was like, Man, Russell, he sits here and he just reads and types this stuff up. I <laughs> so he's got it made. <laughs> and then he's like, Well, we had to do this event, we had to do this meeting, and we had to go over here to this place, and then I had to do this. And mm-hmm. then, oh yeah, don't forget you gotta go home and live life and it's mm-hmm. like do and and Ben Coming from a guy that doesn't read a lot, which was me.
0: That's um, me, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, reading was a struggle. English was a struggle for me, just in school yeah. in general. But but when you get into it and you're called into it, it, it doesn't seem so much like a burden, and it turns more into a joy. That doesn't mean it's not going to have its days. Right. It's like, I don't want to read this today.
0: Well, what I find is uh, we, so, and so Mike's wife is our children's director, if you don't know that, and so we have staff meeting once a week, like every church staff does, probably. Uh, our focus this week, we're going through this book called Lead, uh, because yeah,
1: as... I thought it was the, don't give the enemy a...
0: That, that's the next, the next one. I went ahead and got that one. Yeah, the Louis Giglio book, Don't Give an, the Enemy a Seat at Your Table. Yeah. That was more like a personal need I had, but I just got one for the whole staff, because I felt like if... If I'm giving him a so seat. So he wouldn't feel as bad. I'm, yeah. Like you, you guys are sharing with, you guys are experiencing. I'm not going down on my own. You're experiencing this too, right? Like I'm not the only one giving the enemy a seat. No, but, and so we're going through this book called Lead and it gives you 12 ways that a, um, uh, how does it say it? A, a healthy gospel community functions. Mm-hmm. And so we're always trying to see, okay, as the gospel community, the church body, we're called to lead them in a certain direction like we have, we're called to lead them in a way that uh brings us all together for the glory of god and that can be like you say tiresome that can be stressful that can be i mean uh personally it's like i'm always asking myself can i really do this like really can i do it this week's lesson was on limits like learning how to set limits uh not on uh everything but knowing that you're gifted at certain things like i would never go try to change um the spark plugs on my truck because I have a limit, I can, I can do the oil, I can put some air in the tires, I can you know do a couple of other things, but when it comes to breaking out real tools, and that's Mike's job, and so I know my limits, and the same thing goes when you're leading, every leader has to know their limit. Like I, I surround myself, well, God has surrounded our staff with people that are gifted in a bunch of different ways. Steve is a great musician, uh, Haley has a heart for kids and has just got more energy than I could ever have. Um, Sean that works as my assistant, uh, is able to handle all these detailed things. Uh, Connie is our also office, office administrator, slash our graphic designer. Like if we need something designed, we say, here's yeah. what I see, she,
1: she's the one.
0: can you make it happen? And she, it's amazing what a little bit of PowerPoint and a little bit of uh, Photoshop can, can come out with, with her skills. And then Jordan uh, is the wise soul in a young body. Like he can, um, he talks me through a lot. I can tell him how I want to respond And then he uh, will tell me how I should respond most of the time. And like, did I talk to God about it and stuff like that? But the point being, it was on limits. And so yesterday, uh, Haley asked, can you pick up Levi from school? And of course, me and Levi are like best buds. He's four years old, but he's a cool little dude. Um,
1: Y'all had a rough start.
0: We had a, it wasn't rough. It was just, it was funny. It was a funny was for start. One year old.
1: It was one,
0: two year old. It was a rough start. Oh, oh, and our friendship. I thought you meant our start yesterday. No,
1: no, no. From the, from the yeah, when it he died. was
0: one or two, we were he not didn't cool.
1: Want to do it.
0: No, Robot. we no, we were not cool then. But now we're buds. Yeah. And uh, and so I picked him up yesterday and took him home. And, and I had this feeling because it was about three thirty, four o'clock. There was this feeling inside of me because Connie was still at the office working, and others were still working. Like I should drop Levi off at the house and then go back to the office because. I need to, but I was like, i got to set a limit. I mean, I got to, got it. we're going to do the podcast tomorrow night. We got sports camp on Saturday. We're going to be doing all these things. They can handle it. So I just chilled out at home and it was really cool. I uh, helped my wife cook dinner. You know, I, well, I chopped the stuff up. She cooked the dinner, stuff like that. Just I hung out, would be helpful. just hung out at the house. You know, it was really relaxing and nice. And so um, this task that God has put us on is an amazing journey that, that has been for the last year. Um, from the day that we first met to being at this point right here, um, it's just the power of God and two men that are uh, totally lost without Jesus, that are totally, uh, vict- we, we would be hindrances to ourself if Jesus wasn't involved, um, hath allowed both of us to have wives that are loving and caring and kids that are coming up uh, knowing the Lord and stuff like that. So it's just been
1: all that. I and mean, again, like I said on the last one, I think you're doing a great job. Fitting into the position that
0: you're getting into. It's cool. I mean, at first I was thinking, "No way." Yeah. But yeah, nah, not me. But now, you know, it's like I still think, "Nah, not me." But Jesus keeps saying, "Yes, you." I mean, you're the one I
1: called right in this moment. He was well. It can't be me because I've already been down there. (laughs) So you have to do
0: it for me. And so it was good. Uh, But yeah. So tonight we talked about John uh, chapter five tonight in our Wednesday night Bible study, and it was all about Jesus which Jesus always does, and this is, I love the book of John because the whole focus of the book of John is to point everyone to Jesus, to point everyone to the cross, to point everyone to the Messiah that was coming to be the Savior of the world. It was from John the Baptist. It was from other individuals that witnessed the miracles that he had done. It was from his disciples that were watching what was going down, and the whole time, Jesus is only having one purpose, one thing in his mind and in his heart, same thing we're challenged with, Uh, giving all the glory to God, Mm -hmm. right? And so uh, we do that in a bunch of different ways. Um, And so what we saw Jesus doing tonight is healing this man at the pool. And it says this man was there for 38 years. And so I start thinking about my life when Jesus met me. And it was 2004, so 17 years ago, I was 26 years old. And so I try to equate myself with this man For 26 years of my life, I I could walk and I could do all these things, but I was lame as far as my spirituality went. I was broken. I was was crippled. I was hindered, and I couldn't do it. And then, boom, then I met Jesus, and he asked me the same question he asked this man here in verse 6. Do you want to be healed? And I think that was what we were talking about earlier. Being healed means saved, redeemed, uh, you know, born again, all these different things. I
1: was just reading the Amplified. It says in verse 6 when Jesus noticed him lying there, helpless, knowing that he had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to get well? Mm-hmm. So apparently there was a lot of people there, as it says, uh, in these porticos lay a great number of people who were sick, blind, lame, withered. I, I don't get the withered. But I,
0: don't, um, I get the withered. I think me and you could be, I think you're withered today. I,
1: I'm thinking, old people, when you get Old, you just you're all withered. Yeah, you're withered. <laughs> uh, I would be weathered because I'm outside all the time. This is waiting for the stirring of the water. Uh, so there was a lot of people there, and Jesus comes walking in, and he picked one person to talk to. Mm-hmm. And and saying that it's 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 to me it's all about one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not so focused on masses or groups of people uh, like in acts it says you know in their number grew three thousand and it mm-hmm. grew five thousand it's like well, well that's not me i'm always focused on the one and, and try to drive it home to uh, other people because i think when they when they start to walk with christ and they study the word and they do read in acts where thousands of people are saved at one time and and then, you know, you get your Billy Grahams and your Greg Glories and mm-hmm. um, Giglio, I'm assuming Giglio, I don't really follow him. Yeah,
0: thousands and of people at thousands the Thousands of people mm-hmm. just
1: flock down mm-hmm. to the front and get set. So, I don't mean they all get
0: mm-hmm.
1: it, It's always about the one because if you got one and you have two and then eventually it's going to be 10 and it's going to be 20, so, you'll get your masses, maybe just not all at one time.
0: Yeah, and that's uh, always about the one. I think it's awesome, because at one point, we were the one. Like, you were the one, I was the one. Um, individually, individually, we were the one that Jesus went chasing after. And I think that that one can become the masses, but I've also witnessed what you're saying.
1: That's like people ask me, it's like, well, how do you work on stuff? I said, one bolt at a time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have learned that uh, doing cars with you and our other friend that does mechanic-type stuff, that uh, he's like, look, I mean you can't break it just take it apart we'll figure it out like you're not gonna ruin it and so yeah
1: that's why i tell people it's like you need to hurry up and get there i said what i'm going to get is broke it's not moving it's not going anywhere so it'll be there when i get there
0: <laughs> and i've seen uh you speaking of passion and louis giglio and passion city church and i've been to some before being this pastor i was youth pastor and children's pastor so i've been to Camps at Daytona Beach. I've been to camps at Chaco Springs where there's hundreds and thousands of kids there. One of the coolest experiences I ever had was my very first year uh, being a youth pastor and going to Daytona Beach and you go into the Daytona Beach Civic Center and there's like 3,500 kids under like between sixth and 12th grade and all the volunteers. And I had never experienced that as a kid. I wasn't in a church, I didn't go to youth group. And so you're there and you're just seeing this huge group of people worshiping and singing praises to God. And it just made me be like, wow, this is what heaven's going to be like. Everyone, In that moment, no one cared about what the people to their left or right thought about them raising their hands or what they were wearing. wearing It was all about Jesus. And it was all about us having this moment. And then when he would do the invitation, you're right, there would be, I mean, if there are 3,500 people in a room, 1,500 of them would would come from the rafters Mm -hmm. and go all the way to the front and they would have this moment. Now, I don't know how many of those it's stuck with, and when they went back, they were on fire for the Lord and all these things. But, but that, I guess that's the picture of what I see. One by one, that's how God is pulling us to him. Like when we can let go of the, um, what do other people think? When we can let go of what does it look like to these people the way I'm worshiping God or the way I'm singing these songs? Or for me, like even what I sound like singing these songs and we can get past that, then we become like this one because this one man right here he was lying there for 38 years. And like you said, it says here that when the angel of the Lord would come and stir the water, that the first one in was the one that apparently was the one that was healed going so by what this.
1: day or whenever the water was stirred, it, it just says in season, mm-hmm. in mind, the angel would, would stir it mm-hmm. up. Only one guy, not a group, only one person got healed on that day or in that season.
0: And so for 38 years, this man has witnessed this. And no one has come along and said, hey, I've seen you for 37 years. This year, I'm going to help you get to the front a little further. This year, I'm going to help yeah. you. And he didn't figure out. There was no way for him to do it on his own, obviously. Or after 38 years, he would have done it. And then here comes Jesus. And I what is so, we'll get to it in a second. But uh, he said, do you want to be healed? And the man's immediate response was, uh, first of all, I can't get to the water fast enough. Like, you got to be the first one in. Someone always beats me mm-hmm. there. But then he says, Jesus said, get up and take your bed and walk. And at once, like at once, the man was healed and he took up his bed and he walked. And so for 38 years, no one had ever tried to help this man get to that water in time until Jesus comes along and immediately Jesus heals the man and redeems him and, and some other things about what well, was so great.
1: apparently he wanted to get healed
0: been looking for it like he this what could not have been the first day he's like i hope i can get healed i mean for this long he's been watching people get healed in that water and probably feeling a little bit of uh contentment he probably was you know a little um with, with the word i'm it's skipping me right now but uh he was covetedness he was he, he was coveting their they're being fine. healed the
1: long lines, like man you guys are a bunch of jerks <laughs> It's like, you know, even if two of you have already gotten healed, why don't y'all help me down Come back and help me out,
0: yeah. Help the brother that's out. the mindset of these people sometimes. Now I'm healed. I'm out. I'm yeah, done. I, Thinking like that, the mindset of these people, uh, we were talking earlier in the office, and we were talking about Joshua, and how uh, these Israelites are the chosen people of God, and they knew this. Mm-hmm. Like, God has told them through Moses. He's told them now through Joshua, and they continue to... Go against God, like for whatever reason, you're the chosen people. If you'll just do what I say, I'll give you everything.
1: And it's all that happens if they went against His word, as you so kindly <laughs> pointed out. The Achan, you know, yeah. he got
0: yeah. He got, I mean, he got singled out. Like, okay, this group, yeah. now this group, his now this family, family. everything. Now you step. I mean, very. Pointedly. Right at very you. It's you, bro. Very specific. It's right at you. And so, and so we were saying in the office earlier, these people knew that. But we know that. We know that we are Jesus's people. Like we're, we are his prized possession. Like we are the, he said, if you'll just obey me, if you'll follow me, if you'll trust me, if you will walk with me, then your life will, you will live a life, an abundant life.
1: And that just shows you that God will use broken people
0: better because we are jacked up tomorrow. yeah
1: <laughs> it's like you guys just keep going i know what you're gonna do tomorrow before you even do it but you're doing a good I'm, job i'm so I'm thankful with you i'm so thankful I'm for his, you uh, my people it's like wow
0: <laughs> for his infinite wisdom and in knowing this because if god was uh, waiting around for some perfect person to come we would all be doomed like it's just
1: I got in a discussion today with a, a guy. He showed up while I was working on the truck to work on another truck. And I'm working on it. And we got to talking about some people that we know in the film industry. And mm-hmm. he goes, you know, so-and-so. I was like, and I did that laugh. <laughs> like, He's yeah. Like, okay. And we got to talking. And I told him, I said, I got in a discussion with him one day. He's like, if you're looking for the perfect man, I said, he ain't here no more. I said, neither are you, so you better get off your house. <laughs> so,
0: How do you take that? Uh, he laughed. At it. He just laughed. Well, the
1: people that I told it to didn't like it too much. <laughs> but, you know, X amount of years later, hey, it still seen as true.
0: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And so this man, uh, 38 years here, but this is the part I thought was so, uh, it's just funny to me. Because right after this happened, it says that once he was healed and, took up his bed and he walked and it says this was on the Sabbath Sabbath. and they're making this point because we know that God has ordained the Sabbath as a day of rest, a day not to work, a day not to be going out there trying to make the next dollar, but a day to reflect on God and just your family and whatever it is and taking that day to chill. And so the Jewish leaders come up to this man and says, it's the Sabbath. Like you, it's unlawful. It's not even lawful for you to carry your bed around like this rule they had made up and they ask him, who told you you were allowed to take your bed? And the man, that he doesn't even know. He says he, they ask you, who was the man? And now the man who had been healed did not even know who it was. It says, because Jesus had withdrawn from him and there was a crowd all around the place. And it says, after Jesus found, I would have loved to see this interaction too. Mm-hmm. After Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, see, you're all well. Like, he's just like, duh, mm-hmm. if you have just known me before, you would be well. Then he says, "Sin no more, and nothing worse may happen to you." And that yeah. man went away and told him that it was Jesus.
1: And what gets me is Jesus told him, "Man, he said, what did the dude? He got healed. What did he go out and celebrate? Yeah, drink a lot of wine and smoke some hook.' Yeah, I mean, Jesus is like, stop. Oh, someone else. Oh, this yeah, guy. Like, oh, you, hey, you're you're all well. It's a good job. You you want it to get well. You better stop sinning. Spend Something no more. worse may happen to yeah. you."
0: Then no more, so nothing worse happens to you. It's like, dude, I'm
1: still. I hadn't sat down since you hit and me. how
0: does a uh, now I'm thinking about that? How does a lame person? How does he sin? He can't move. What can he do? Can he just sit? Well, this is after. I know, but I'm saying, what did he do before? He said, "Sin no more." Yeah. Like he had been sinning before. Stop sinning. This, and, <laughs> and so this did nothing but spark the Jewish leaders even more to say, "This guy Jesus got to go. This guy's got to go." And
1: still, let's point it out again. Let's see where to go. Uh immediately he was healed. And uh, so the Jew in verse ten, so the Jews kept saying to the man who who had been healed, it's the Sabbath, you are not permitted to pick up your mat mm-hmm. because it is unlawful. They're not concerned. A thirty eight year guy oh, yeah. thirty eight years he couldn't walk. Hey, you're healed. That's awesome. You can walk. Congratulations. Why carrying your mat? <laughs> Now, they weren't concerned about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why are you carrying your mat? This is sad. You shouldn't be uh, carrying it. They
0: were so hung up on their rules and what they thought was the way to, to get to God that they were like, yeah, that, that was, you said I, that I, in the study earlier. Been the
1: man It's like, you know what? Let me come over and kick you in the butt with my, with my good legs.
0: <laughs> Can't you at least acknowledge that I'm well now? I'm
1: about to do some work.
0: Yeah. Can't you at least acknowledge that I have been laying there for 30, 40 years, and now I'm up and around, and the first thing you yeah. said to me was,
1: ne- Never help me. Never. Never help me. Pick me, you know, throw me in the water or something. <laughs> now, now, y'all are just concerned because I'm carrying my man.
0: That's right. And Jesus, when they come to Jesus, they say, um, when the man went away and told the Jews, it was Jesus while they were, the Jews were persecuting Jesus even more now. It says he was doing these things on the Sabbath, but Jesus answered them and he said, my father is working until now and I am working. And another version says, my father is always at work, at his work, until this very day and I too am working. So Jesus was trying to tell these people, look, I don't care if if it's Saturday, Sunday, it doesn't matter when it is. If the Holy Spirit's moving and my father is working, then I'm with him. Mm-hmm. And so we, we're we right there with him. And these people, they they didn't like that answer because then now they're saying, not only did this guy come and now he healed this man on, on the day that we think he should not have done it and got this guy walking around carrying his mat, that now he's even going to the extent of saying that God is my father. And so they even wanted to kill Jesus even more.
1: These poor people, man. <laughs> and, and, and it always reminds me of animal farm, you know, the George Orwell oh, book. Yeah. You know, the farmers died the animals took over and mm-hmm. the pigs took over. Mm-hmm. And, they just started changing the rules to fit them but Yeah, they, i think it was written uh, for communism i think that's when it was it's written. one
0: of those books that i think that they say you always read in school but i can i have no recollection of ever reading that i've book. got
1: one at home i found when we cleaned out dad's house yeah we well, will like,
0: have to read Al- it again olivia my daughter um had to have it this year and so she was I said, when you're done with that i need to read that because i think that's a book that everyone in the world reads and I've, i don't ever remember having to read that book but yeah i know the story of that but yeah, that's what they were they're like those animals they're making up all these own rules because they don't want to follow the law what God has put in place mm-hmm. man that's like that's pretty convicting there. I think we can get there sometimes make up our own little rules uh to what God has put in place
1: and something I, I want to just get off subject for a minute uh I had a phone call yesterday mm-hmm. was it yesterday or no, it had to be the day before because yesterday was. That was a long day. Well, I'll get to that in a minute. Just <laughs> hear the entire story. Yeah. Uh, I went out and worked on a guy's truck and we've known each other for a long time. And ironically, he's got a son. His name's Levi. Mm-hmm. About the same age. And uh we're good friends, so I can call him S he said, Don't call me Mexican, I'm Guatemala. No, you're south of the border, you're Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> so great guy really good friend he's he's one of the handful of people i would consider a friend in this industry uh he called and he he does some praying and i talk to him when i can when the opportunity arises about the gospel he knows my stand but he called yesterday and we talked about his equipment and stuff he goes then he said can I, can I just talk to you for a minute and him saying that I I pretty much knew what he was saying. I said, yeah, go ahead. And he's just going through some stuff with his work where a company is trying to buy him out. Not to keep him from working, but he has equipment that they they rent and stuff like that. And and he kept telling me and telling me and um and it's and I told him, you know, he 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 said a lot. I think we talked about 15, 20 minutes, and I was like, you know, I said, I'm, I said, this, this is probably the, the thing that you need to do, I said, it's hard to do all of what I'm about to tell you, because I'm still working on some of the stuff I'm about to tell you, and I, I told Haley, because she knows him, I said, regardless of what goes on in life. I said, you can pray for whatever you want to pray for, because Paul says we can. We can pray, request, petitions. Hmm. Hey, I need help here, or I want to say thanks here. This is something I would like, whatever. I said, as long as it's in his will, to pray for in his will. And I've learned that just being here, because when people, uh, I especially learned it when people got sick. Or, like, today on text message, there's a big group text message I'm part of. Um, I, I sent out a text because my day just started going to hell at 9 o'clock this morning. <laughs> and it was falling apart. I like, mean, the day hadn't started I was just yet.
0: brushing my teeth getting ready to go. Oh, well, You already fell right apart. I was riding in
1: Industrial <laughs> Boulevard after a part. It wasn't even there. It's like, uh I s like, ugh. Uh, good thing we weren't doing the podcast then. <laughs> I don't know; it might have <laughs> been kind of fun. Saw the real side of <laughs> Mike. <laughs> uh, but what I really learned, and uh, I put it out on the group text. I said, "Man, I said my day's falling apart. Let's pray that my mind don't go with it, because yeah. when the day just goes to crap, you want to react to that. Of when we spoke about that. Your day determines your mood, but don't let that." Be who you are. Mm-hmm. And it's like when people, and, and then they wrote back, it's like you know, we're praying. But then all of a sudden, they put out uh, our friend got cancer. He's going to hospice, and basically, hospice is the last stop. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, some twelve or thirteen year old boy, he had to go into the hospital. You know, he's got some, some disabilities, and like you know, I didn't put that out there and all of a sudden it's like hey all this bad stuff's happening it's like you know my put your stuff in perspective. Is, I know it's not that bad you know but I don't really throw that stuff out there and I'm like well we have to feed off of each other mm-hmm. so I threw it out there and and the day panned out great I mean we're here and <laughs> uh but I, in whatever God's will is Is what I was trying to get to the point. I said, if it's in his will, I said, don't be concerned about work. I said, don't be concerned about your family or your kids or what they're going to eat or your money or anything. But God, if it's in your will, Mm -hmm. let's do it. Because Mm -hmm. the thing I keep in mind, he said, seek first the kingdom of heaven Mm -hmm. and then I'll give you everything else. Mm -hmm. So if you stay in his will, and you go where he wants you to go and be what he wants you to be, you'll be like King Solomon. You'll have more than what you know what to do. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And when I said, when you pray, and somebody's on their deathbed, I said, don't necessarily pray that they get healed. God, whatever is in this situation, what is your will in this? Mm -hmm. Have it done. If you want him healed, he'll heal you. Mm-hmm. If he wants to take him home to glory, he's going to take him home, right? regardless of what you pray. Mm-hmm. I thought, I said, you have to stay in his will. If you do it his way, he will heal you. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be healed? Yes. Come with me. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: And you'll get it all. Yeah. And today, it was just falling apart. And I was like, God, I said, I, I don't know what you're keeping me away from or out of right now. But it sucks because I'm way out here and I need to be down in McDonald's.
0: <laughs> Sometimes I'm in traffic, and that's my thought. I'm thinking, I, I want to be really mad right now, but okay, God, if you're saving me from something going on up there, I'll trust you. Yeah, and a
1: customer called and he's like, you know, and he's, uh, I don't know what ethnicity. Ethnicity?
0: Mm-hmm. ethnicity.
1: Mm-hmm. Is that it? You got it. It's Mexican or Guaman? I don't know what he's
0: Hispanic. We'll say Hispanic. Hispanic. It'd be proper. La- Latino. There you go.
1: Whatever respectful words is what.
0: I'm Those are both say. good ones. Latino or Hispanic.
1: Yeah. Uh, he said, "Oh, you just have to pray." I said, "It's not necessarily pray. But how are you going to respond in the situation?" Yeah. I didn't respond well.
0: Yeah.
1: Thankfully, I was by myself. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's true, though. I mean, you're praying. Uh, that's the tricky thing about prayer. Um, so you can't pray. Paul did say, you know, pray all whatever you, know, you want, anything you want.
1: Uh, pray without ceasing. Without
0: ceasing, that's what Paul says. Pray without ceasing. Um, but then, when God answers that prayer, you just have to be content with however He answers it, because mm-hmm. the way He answers it may be different than the way you and I would answer it. Or, well, maybe not the difference than we would an- different in how we want it to turn out.
1: Yeah. You know, so, we all, well, I wasn't expecting that answer.
0: Yeah. And this guy, I think, honestly wasn't, you said earlier, like when he said, do you want to be healed? Yeah. And then he tells him, okay, then get up and take your, he, he told him to do something. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in today's world, we want to be healed. We want to be redeemed. We want to be saved. We don't want to do anything. We don't want to go
1: and we we out all the paycheck, none of the work. We don't want to
0: change. We don't want to stop <laughs> listening to what we're listening to. We don't want to stop watching what we watch. We don't want to stop hanging out with the people we hang out with. And when God, I'm speaking, I think from youth ministry, I learned that a lot because I can go into a high school and you'll stand in front of a whole group of kids. And man, when you're sharing the gospel, they're tuned in because it's good. Like the gospel is so mm-hmm. good. Like it, it it has to grab your heart when it's when you present it to someone. And they're like, oh man, I'm on. I'm in, dude. Let's, yes, Pastor Russell, let's there go. got to
1: change. Look, we walk
0: out in the hallway and it's like the words I hear, I'm like, did, did you forget what we just said? And so, yeah, when you got to change.
1: I think the, what was it, the football coach from Elka? Yeah, we, coach Guess. Yeah, he came here mm-hmm. and spoke one morning mm-hmm. and he basically said the same thing you did. Yeah. And he said, I want to get in to the kids' lives and, you know, know, mm-hmm. the team. And, and I, I, he was, he was using football terminology. I was I, I,
2: yeah, like, I don't I know what you're talking
1: about. Down. I said, I know what a football is. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, and then after school, you know, he might be out in the parking lot watching all the kids leave, and, and mm-hmm. they're playing their music and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is not what we were talking about inside. Right.
0: right, yeah. Coach, that day he was here, he was talking about, and I've used this over talking to the coach at Mount Zion and other places, the perfect practice, like what's it look like? What's the perfect practice look like? And he was talking about, it looks like uh, the coach respecting the players, the players respecting the coaches, the players respecting each other with the words, the way they acted. And I'm thinking, I have yet to see that. I have not seen the perfect one because they get so lost in everything else. But yes, prayer is essential in those situations. And then I love it when God Kind of just resets us, like he did with you today. You're like, man, like my day is rough. Pray for me, and they're like, oh yeah. Well, da da da, da. This person's got that, and you're like, okay, okay.
1: They weren't doing it like that. No, they weren't. But that's how it just it's came. Like, it's probably along the lines. Well, while we're praying,
0: let's pray for this too. And then you're over here going, oh, okay, God, I hear you. It's like,
1: wow, I hear like, you. I'm not asking you guys for nothing. Never mind, more. God. I'm gonna,
0: I'm gonna text back and say I'm thankful that my uh, problem
1: disregard is. that last request, <laughs> sir. <laughs>
0: So this guy um, healed. Jesus says, get up. I don't know who did it. He goes back and Jesus says, hey, look, you're better. Now go and sin no more. He goes away. He tells the people all about
1: it was Jesus. Did he actually tell them? Yeah,
0: it says right here that the man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had healed him in verse 15.
1: Yeah, but in 14, it says Jesus found him in the temple, said, see you're well, stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. Mm-hmm. In the fifteenth, said the man went away and told, "Hey, it was Jesus." Mm-hmm. Well, did Jesus tell, "Hey, I'm Jesus"? I'm oh, how God. how did he know then? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The first time.
0: Yeah. Hey, great question.
1: Good. I hey, a good question. Great you
0: question. Look into that. Be, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we
0: will look into that. I was always told never say I don't know when you're in a group. We always say I'll look I'll look that up and I'll get it back to you next time we meet. So we'll figure that out, but. You're right. It doesn't say that Jesus introduced him. It just says Jesus found him and said to him, see your wealth, then no more. And the man went back and said, yep, it was Jesus. And then these people are mad because Jesus says, my father's working today. I'm going to be working today. And then I love Jesus's answer in verse 19 because it's the whole crux of everything going on here. It's the The point of this book, we said, was for... All these things to be written down, so that people would believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that Jesus is the Messiah, He is the coming Savior. And Jesus tells him here, "That's true, but this is why it's true." He says, "Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing on his, of His own accord, but only what He sees the Father doing, or whatever the Father does, that the Son does likewise." And so Jesus said, "You're right, He is my Father, and I am." the Messiah, but I'm not the man. Like I'm only doing what the man is showing me to do. So he's very humble. Very humble. Yeah.
1: Doing his will. I'm
0: doing his will. And so uh like I'm
1: here because he wanted me here. That's right. I didn't come down here because you know I didn't have nothing else to do.
0: Yeah. Probably too many times to count have we seen men, women, men fall victim to thinking they're somebody. To thinking they're doing something for the kingdom of God. And uh, God has to uh, sharply remind them, and through however He does,
1: I'm guilty. But you're
0: not. You're Believe guilty. it or not, I'm you're guilty, guilty of that thinking no, you've yeah. done something for the kingdom or my, my for like dad. just in life.
1: Was it the proverb, the fall before
0: the pride, uh, or the 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 pride comes before the fall? There you go. Yeah, yeah. 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 you've been prideful before them fell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think
0: I mean I think we all have to admit at some point we think ah, I got that together. You know, I figured I got this part figured out. It was just like we talked about the Israelites a couple of weeks ago. Uh, in Joshua, they're marching through and they're defeating all these people. And then this random group of people comes up to them and says, hey, will you make a covenant with us because we're from a long way away. They went into the whole dress rehearsal of looking like they were in raggedy clothes and all this stuff. And then Joshua
1: was rope walking through the desert. Well, it must, yeah, <laughs> <I> mean,
0: <laughs> it must have been. And then Joshua and his men, it says they did not even go to the Lord and ask him. Should we make a covenant with them? God, What they just immediately did it.
1: Because they used their eyes. That's right. Like what we did. And, and
0: they used their eyes, but they'd, they also used, they were a little successful. They had achieved mm-hmm. a little something. Not remembering that the only reason they achieved it was because God promised to walk with them and go before them and all this stuff. And, and he so, told them
1: how to handle each battle.
0: That's exactly right.
1: So in Jericho, he said, go in there and wipe everything out. Men, women, children, except mm-hmm. Rahab. Mm-hmm. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. In the next town, in AI, to yeah, right uh, destroy everything, but you can take some of the loot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The next thing, like just like he did Saul, he said go in there and wipe everything out. Mm-hmm. Well, he took prisoners and and goats and whatever else, and it's like that's not what I asked you
0: That's right. It's like we humans, for whatever reason, we we do what God says to do. Then we want to add our own little flavor to it, like, like we take
1: Moses prime yeah. example. Haley, myself, one of our devotionals one time was uh, about Moses. You know, God took him up on the hill and said, "Hey, there's the promised land. That's that's what I'm going to give you guys,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but you're not going. He to ain't gonna it. make it." So why? I said, because of this one thing. It was the second miracle of the water. I believe mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. the first one, that's but right. the second one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got there He hit the rock. Here's water, and he called him a bunch of uh, names or something. But God's like. I didn't tell you to say that that's right mm-hmm. that one and thing, i didn't tell you to touch it yeah you that know? one thing kept him so that was out of his will it's so
0: like no no nope. you're not going in he that. ain't gonna make it he, he, here it is he wasn't he ahead. wasn't rolling here where jesus was rolling where he says uh i do nothing on my own accord he wasn't mm-hmm. rolling in that down that street and so but only what the father sees me do so then he goes jesus goes on to say here or john goes on to tell us here all the things that um, God is allowing Jesus to experience, all the things that Jesus does that God doesn't do, and all the things that God does that Jesus doesn't do. In verse 21, For as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to whom he will. It says uh, the Father, God the Father, judges no one, but he's given all the judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. So he's saying, you can believe in God, but if you don't believe in the one that God sent, then you're not going to reap the full blessing of what I want to do in your life. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people in the world today that probably believe there's a God, but they would argue that that, that Jesus isn't the the way to heaven. I think that we yeah. could probably find that true in 2021.
1: I was talking to the lady the other day, and I see, you know, we just have to, we got to stay, you know, in God's will, and prayed up, and then she goes into this big spiel, she goes, yeah, I'm very spiritual and stuff. Not spiritual like we are. Did you say,
0: I'm sorry? It's it's
1: spiritual in in this and that, and uh, I don't think like a hippie or something. Right. You know, and she gave me a big spiel, but what really stuck out, yeah, I'm very spiritual and whatnot. It's like, well, that's good, as long as it's this kind of spirit. (laughs) Yeah. such There's a lot of religious, order. spiritual people out yeah. there that
0: are never going to make it through the, then, through the gates of heaven.
1: Uh, something I was wanting to read in 14, since you mentioned that, mm-hmm. uh, I'm just going to start in 3. And if I go prepare a place for you, I will come back again and I will take you to myself so that where I am, you may also be. And to the place where I'm going, you know the way. Mm-hmm. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. And it's it's like, well, we don't know what God is. It's like, well, if you've seen me, you've seen God. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're, we're one of the same. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's still really hard, even for a more mature person than I am and maybe you, but it's the deity, you know, the, the God-man and Jesus and God. And it's like you said uh, in 7, if you had really known me, you would have also known my Father. Mm-hmm. From now on, you know him and have seen him. And Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and then we will be satisfied. Mm-hmm. It sounds like us. Yeah. Jesus said to him, have I been with you for so long a time and you do not know me yet, Philip? nor recognize clearly who I am. Mm -hmm. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Mm -hmm. And that's all right there in the opening of John 14. Yeah. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen him. Mm -hmm. Because He sent me. I'm doing his will, Mm -hmm. his work. You know, I'm the way to him. If you've seen me, you've seen him. I'm Mm -hmm. representing him. And it sticks out to me in Ezekiel that God looked down of all the people and said, who's going to stand in the wall for me and represent me? Mm -hmm. Well, nobody would.
0: Right. But Jesus would. Mm -hmm. He said,
1: I'll I'll take care of that.
0: Mm-hmm. So I I don't think we can cover all of chapter 5 tonight. I think that's probably a good point to say, okay, then our point of this podcast is to say, this is what the Scripture says. How do we live it? Like, how do we live it? How do we how do we take this man that was 38 years, lame, healed by Jesus, uh, and Jesus being so humble to say, all I do is the will of the Father. Uh, for me, I guess what I try to do is, uh, it's like, a I guess it's a mind, it's, it's the uh, reminder to stay humble. It's the reminder to remember that nothing I'm doing is me. Uh, I told, uh, we, I met with a lady two days ago um, just about life you know It's part of being a pastor you meet with people and talk about stuff and pray about stuff but i told her i felt she was telling this story and it was a really good story about how she had this situation in her life where she felt that god literally picked her up moved her from here to there out of a dangerous situation to a safe situation and she said i I don't really tell many people that because i feel like um people think i'm crazy or they'll think that it didn't I said, look i said what you should do is bank on that like you should that should be the story. That the, should be your fuel. That should be the part of your story that you just dive all the way into mm-hmm. because um, that's the part of the story where I said it's like the the, the poem about people walking in the sand. Why, mm-hmm. Jesus, when there was my roughest time in life, why is there only one set of footprints in the sand? He said, well, I was carrying you then. Yeah. I said, that was your moment. Like, Jesus, I think he really did move you. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't explain it. You can't explain it. Um, and so I told her, I said, I, that's what I feel like has been happening in my life for the last year. I feel like... I'm not walking around doing all this stuff. I feel like I'm having an out of body experience where I'm watching Russell mm-hmm. do all these things. I'm like, that's not you. It's because I'm
1: at a flop house, I had one of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I've had those too. <laughs> so, and, what are you doing over
0: I don't know, man. I'm just watching myself have a just good hang time.
1: Hanging out, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. I, I, I've been there too. Um, <laughs> that's funny. But I was telling her, I said, because this last year, I all these Did things. Philip. Yeah. Philip and Ana. Mm-hmm. And so he'll do it, man. If you'll just trust and obey, trust and obey, keep moving, keep stepping. Even in those moments that I don't feel like I have it under control, like I'm, I don't know what to do in this moment. I mean, you can't not move. Like you can't just be stagnant. You have to keep moving and praying and trusting. Yeah. And then I love it because at the end of everything I've done so far, um, there have been failures. But the only, I think the only real true failure is just not trying. You know, mm-hmm. not even trying to do anything. Um, pastor Chris actually texted. He texted us the other day. Uh, and, yeah, I sent him the about the podcast. He wrote
1: us both back. Yeah, he well.
0: texted us about the podcast and said, "Hey, that's awesome. You guys are trying something different. Whatever it takes to get it out there." Mm-hmm. And I responded and said, "This wise pastor once told me, if you don't try it, then you don't know if it works." And that and I was joking with him because that's that's what he used I to always.
1: What, I figured he said. That.
0: That's what he used to always say. Yeah. Like, look, I don't care what we try. Let's try it. The only way we know it doesn't work is if we try and it doesn't work. I mean, up until that point, it's not, just... A,
1: yeah, I tell people, I say, you can't fail if you try. Yeah, that's so, right. Well, it didn't work, well, at least you tried.
0: That's right. And so we can take from this story, uh, I mean, we're not going out on our own accord. It's not Russell out here trying to... We're not
1: spreading knowledge.
0: Lord, no. I mean, we'd have been done, I'd have have been done about two minutes if I hadn't spread my knowledge.
1: What do you know? People's like, what do you think? A little cloudy right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now we're talking Alabama football, brave baseball. I can give you some knowledge. But other than than that, it's very surface level on most things. And so as we're trying to do this podcast and just do life, honestly, do it together, um, this has always got to be at the forefront of our minds. It's not what we're doing. It's God's will, and we're just doing what we see Jesus doing. And
1: speaking of doing life together, to get back to we what went on yesterday, because you helped us with Levi. Yeah. Well, all you guys did. Mm-hmm. Heather, and I'm sure the dogs helped out.
0: Oh, of course, man. They're his favorite, yeah.
1: Was, was Finn and Finn and Ray. Finn and Ray. Yeah. Raised the biggest coward. And the, little, the loudest barker, though. The little one wants to rip your ankles off. Uh,
0: this is true. This is true.
1: I don't think they like my beard. They don't. I don't think they're used to. The money. beard scares them. Yeah, coming in with hair on his Got socks, The little it's, bitty thing here is not doing it. You keep it manicured a Yeah, man. <laughs> I never think about
0: but, my beard being manicured, but yeah, I guess it is.
1: Uh, we actually went to Valdosta yesterday. mm mm-hmm. And this is just how far that we go, well, we, I, we mm-hmm. go out to work. Uh, their truck, I've been working on a lift gate. And there was one Wednesday I was working on the same truck in Tifton, so that's why I couldn't make it to uh, one Wednesday. Yeah. The truck usually parks at Tifton. That's about a two and a half hour ride from here, mm-hmm. straight down 75. Well, uh, I told Haley, I said, why don't you take a day off? Cause she'd been having a... rough Mm -hmm. time at work lately i Mm -hmm. said just ride with me Mm -hmm. and i said we'll go to tifton we'll walk on this gate i pretty much know what it is and i said if russell you know pick up levi and they did and took care of that for us well the truck wasn't in tifton
2: Mm -hmm.
1: it was in valdosta Mm -hmm. i was like all right just add another hour to the drive (laughs) valdosta if you don't know is right at the florida state line Mm It was a, basically a three-hour drive straight down there. And I told the guys, like, man, I can go work up to about 3.30, and I have to leave. Well, I'm working on the gate, working on the gate, you know, and we're, I'm just I'm trying different things before I basically have to rip the cylinders apart in a parking lot. It, <laughs> I don't know how many times you've dealt with hydraulic cylinders, Zero. but they're, they fight. <laughs> they fight. Basically, I just left one side hooked to the gate, took the other side down, and the way it works is the head slides into the shaft, into mm-hmm. the big tube where the chrome part comes in and out. Well, you have to spin it, and inside this little groove is a wire. Mm-hmm. And when you spin that head, it sucks the wire in and it keeps it from popping out. Okay. Well, you have to unspin it to get the wire out. Mm-hmm. These cylinders are 20 years old. Oh, wow.
0: Uh, nice
1: you figure how easy yeah. this is going to spin. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we got the problem repaired. At 3.30, right at 3.30, I got the first one done. Nice. I was like, I've got to do the other one. Yeah. I have to. <laughs> you know, the gas not going to work. Yeah. So basically, I, I, you know, I hit another gear, and we got it done. Haley don't we got us lunch, and she's, she's getting anxious now. I, I was like, look, look, you know, it's... <laughs> So every 10 minutes we stay here is going to put us an hour behind. Yeah. Uh, and now it's late in the day. The storms are starting to roll in. Mm-hmm. It's Georgia. It's hot during the morning, and the storms show up in the evening. Mm-hmm. At 4.15, we get done. Mm-hmm. I'm done. The gate's back together. We throwing everything in the truck, fire the truck up, put it in drive, and we didn't stop.
2: Yeah. We
1: swung by Tifton. We got us something to eat and come up here, you know. And I, 75 is fast from me. Mm-hmm. 60 is my speed. I'm doing 75. So I felt like I'm flying <laughs> up the interstate.
0: In the work truck. No, we're
1: in the 250. Oh, you're in the
0: 250. That's yeah, right. That's no, right. I,
1: I didn't trust the circus car. Okay. okay. Go that far. <laughs> we're in the 250. So everything I thought I would need, I took it with me in the 250.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We had a comfortable ride. And we, um, we get to your house. No, we met here.
0: Yeah, the church. You're so tired, you forget where we even
1: were. Yeah, we were here. And it was by the time we got home, we did pretty good. It was eight thirty. Mm-hmm. We usually hit the bed seven thirty eight o'clock. You know, we read our books. and mm-hmm. the, you know, we're out. Mm-hmm. And we got home at eight thirty. Mm-hmm. Four hundred and twenty five miles yesterday. <laughs> but it's still known. I'm
0: yesterday. sure. I'm sure. But and it was a long day. It was uh, funny because the day before that in staff meeting, mm-hmm. Haley, we were, talk- we were going through the book, lead, and talking about... And
1: different- she was saying the same <laughs> stuff what you're about to say and yesterday. W- one of the <laughs> things
0: was what you know she doesn't like to, um, to make people go out of their way for her and all mm-hmm. these things. And so she texted and said, can you get Levi? I said, oh, of course. Like, I'll pick him up, and then she's texting. We're going to be this much late, and then a little later... Ooh, we're going to be this much Probably later. Every
1: 15 minutes. She kept telling me. And I kept telling her, it doesn't.
0: Honestly, we don't care. We're just yeah. hanging out of the house. She could have stayed until midnight. Um, but yeah, that was funny. You guys were, you looked like you had a long day when you got here yesterday.
1: We were doing great until I think Locust between Locust Grove mm. and yeah. McDonough. Yeah. Here come the storm. Yeah. I mean, it was bad. Haley sent you a picture. She did.
0: It. Yeah. The radar.
1: We had a four ways on. We're doing like, 30 miles an hour. I said, at least it didn't hit us down in Perry.
0: Yeah. That would have not been good. You know, but we're, we're in, we're at home. Hey, but that's that. that and that, what your point of all of that was, I think doing life together. Yeah. Like we're you do doing like you helped us. Gotta do it, man. This is, yeah. It's just part of being the church. Like it's not an inconvenience for me, for you to have to, I mean, you and your wife are having a day together, whether it was work or not. Yeah. It was away from this.
1: And, and she's still there. I was like, but at least you got to hang out with your husband. she <laughs> you goes, yeah, yeah I, guess that's, I guess that's okay. I said, Work. And one thing I wanted to do, but we didn't have the time. Uh-huh. I said, Hey, then when we get down there, because I didn't know it was going to take four hours to repair this gate,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I said, Let's go to the Florida state line mm-hmm. and stand in front of the sign that says Welcome to Florida and take a picture of us in front of it. Yeah. And then put, all it New day. home with a question mark and put it on Facebook and see what happens. Oh, you would have got the rumor mill going. Yeah. I would have got so many texts, have, where are
0: Mike and Haley moving? What's where going? Are y'all going? What are you doing? It's like, we're driving
1: back home. Yeah.
0: So that's part of it, man, doing life together. I love it. So I think we'll wrap it up there for tonight, don't you think? I mean, we'll yeah. jump back into John next week and see where we're at. So, um, uh, yeah,
1: right I, I keep looking at a time. We're just trying to time it.
0: See how long we can talk. Me and Mike can talk forever. Yeah. But we know you can't lift them forever. And so that's why we got to cut it off. And so uh, give us some feedback. Let us know sound better, yes. video yes, quality yes, sure. better. You know, if you have questions, man, ask because we can talk about this all day, but we're only talking about what we know and how it affects our life. So if you just have specific things you would like to talk about, uh, please let us know. But MZBC, the podcast coming live from uh, the Reclaimed Lair. I think that's what we have to call it, man. I love it. The Reclaimed
1: Lair Studios. Put the sign back here. Reclaimed
0: Studios or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I love it. So thank you guys for joining us. We'll catch up with you
1: next week. See you guys.